You know, as you and I step forward into really any responsibility in the kingdom of God, we are going to experience the greatest fulfillment that any human being could ever know. But we will also move into a much more demanding life uh, in which knitting and golf may no longer be sufficient to renew us, which is where most people turn for renewal into their pastimes, and there's not a thing in the world wrong with that. Um, Sabbath is God's design and command. Tourism has doubled in America in the last 20 years. The spa industry has tripled to the point now that market research firm Woman Trend calls spa the new church. Nearly 10 million people every year in America are bypassing the exercise and lean meals for a new self through cosmetic surgery. So people want to look new. They want to feel new. Organizations want to be new and reform themselves and reinvent themselves. And the church needs to be renewed, all of which can be as tough as learning to walk again after a, a stroke. But this is everybody's story. Each of us, the ongoing, never-ending need to be renewed. As a pastor, I've heard people say so many times how when as a kid they lost the feeling of closeness to God, they just assumed that it hadn't taken, that they hadn't gotten it right, and so they needed to go back and get saved again and again and again, when in fact this is the nature of the Christian life. Our need for continued renewal to be refreshed and renewed by God commonly and frequently. And this is a kind of renewal that we can't generate. We can't purchase it or travel to it or make it happen. You cannot tummy tuck the human heart. We can't hobby or vacation or diversion or shop our way into the kind of transformation and wholeness that only God can give. People spells, uh, Paul spells it out to Titus. He saved us through the washing of rebirth and renewal by the Holy Spirit. This renewal is the commitment of God's Spirit to us. I love this verse in 1 Peter chapter 5. The God of all grace who called you to his eternal glory in Christ after you've suffered a little while will himself restore you and make you strong. God himself will restore you. He will renew you by his Holy Spirit. Renewal is his assignment. It's a responsibility, a ministry of the third person of the Trinity who has been poured out on us generously, Paul says to Titus. Now, we know the Holy Spirit is a person He's not a force or an energy. He's described in the Bible with all the traits of personhood. The Spirit was present at creation, brooding over chaos when all things were new. The Holy Spirit was promised by the prophets to accompany God's new covenant when his law would be written on the hearts of people. What was really new was when the Holy Spirit was poured out on all people at Pentecost, the promise that is for you, Peter said, and for all who are far off, including us today, October the 13th, 2016. You and I live in the age of the Spirit. 
who fills us and lives in us and gives us the assurance that we are daughters and sons of God. The Spirit then develops that relationship in us and grows in us the character of Jesus and unites us with all the Father's children and gives us gifts to do God's will and keeps us refreshed like a stream of living water flowing up from within us. How Jesus described the renewing ministry of the Spirit in John 7. Rest and exercise and diversion are so important, but they are not the living water. The essence of who you are is spirit, and you can't renew the spirit by the flesh. Jesus said in John 3, flesh gives birth to flesh, but the spirit gives birth to spirit. The refreshment and new life that we need more than anything is renewal by the Holy Spirit. So now, how does this work? What is our part? What's the Holy Spirit's part in making all things new? Because the two do operate hand in hand. I mean, Paul wrote to the Philippians, work hard to show results of your salvation, obeying God with deep reverence and fear, for God is working in you, giving you the desire and the power to do what pleases him. Maybe we could see it this way, that the ministry life that you and I are entering and pursuing is kind of like a crossing the ocean. It can be a long, sometimes challenging journey. And some people try day after day to brace up and just keep going, which is kind of like taking a rowboat across the ocean. Exhausting and usually ineffective, usually unsuccessful. Others have just given up trying, just throw themselves entirely, relying on God's grace. They're kind of like drifters on a raft. They do nothing but hang on and hope God gets me there. Neither trying nor drifting is effective in bringing about the spirit-filled life. A better image maybe is the sailboat, which if it moves at all, it's a gift of the wind. We can't control the wind. One of Jesus' favorite images of the Holy Spirit. But a good seafarer, will discern how the wind is blowing and adjust his or her sails to catch it, which is what we want to do now. To seek the love and power of God in our sails, in our lives, by simply praying that most ancient prayer of the church. Come, Holy Spirit. Come, Holy Spirit. In its essence, this is a prayer of yieldedness, of surrender, of an unimpeded openness to God. To pray this, come Holy Spirit, with an experimental attitude and a childlike trust, welcomes the renewing ministry of the Spirit to just well up from within us. Could you pray that prayer? this morning? Could you adjust your sails out of any position of self-sufficiency and the exhaustion that produces into a posture of readiness to be filled afresh with more of him, which is what we need most of all in seminary, in ministry, in the church, in our day. We need more of God, less of us, more of him. Come Holy Spirit.
So I want to invite you, if you will, to reconnect with your threesome and pray that for one another. And I suspect that as you do, the Spirit will begin to answer. And He will begin to speak. He may bring to you your awareness of something particularly that He would love to refresh you in. And I encourage you to break the sound barrier with that. Bring that into your prayers. Just respond to that little prompting and allow him to continue to minister to us in that way. And then in a moment, we'll move to the closing of our hour. But let me have a prayer for us now, and then I'll just turn it to you to pray for one another. We know you are with us. We thank you for that. We've welcomed you. We've sought you here. We thank you how you've helped us to open our lives to you in this hour and to be honest with you about anything that might block you or us from one another. And so now, Lord, with open channels, with just a full heart toward you, we do pray. Come, Holy Spirit, come. We eagerly seek you. We earnestly desire you. Come into our prayers. Come into our lives. Come with fresh love and power to know you and to serve you today. This is our prayer. Amen.